How would you feel one day out of the blue if a company called you and asked you to make gift baskets for them? And I'm not talking about just any company. I'm talking about a big retailer, one that has been on the map worldwide or maybe just in your corner of town. They, that particular company would be really exciting for you to work with. You might feel joy or you might feel a little discomfort because all of a sudden you are going to have an enormous project to create these gift baskets. So as I'm saying, you could feel joy, you could feel some intrigue, you could feel uh, a little nauseous thinking about how you're going to make these gift baskets. And I did feel joy when I received a phone call from a wine and spirits retailer asking me to create prototypes for their company. These prototypes would show the company what the gift baskets would ultimately look like and then the fulfillment, the actual making of the gift baskets and delivery to each of their stores would be performed through the company that fulfilled the actual order after I made the prototype. And I went, uh, went back and forth with the company before I said yes to making the gift baskets because I knew that there was going to be a lot more work behind everything that they were telling me. They, a company will tell you certain things that they want, but they're going to want more than what they share with you. That's It's like an automatic. But I did go into a contract with the company and there was a lot of back and forth with the prototypes I was making. Maybe it wasn't too secure or this wasn't the kind of container that they wanted to use and different things like that. And then at the end, I did find a fulfillment company, a company to make the gift baskets for them and then deliver them to all of their branches on the East Coast. And like I said, it was a lot of work, more than I anticipated, <clears throat> but it did, the project did go well. And while you may not be looking to create prototypes for a retail store, the thought of selling gift baskets to large retailers, it may have crossed your mind. And by large retailers, again, I'm talking about the Walmarts, the Costcos, the Sam Clubs, those, those kinds of places where gift baskets are found during the holidays and for special occasions. Wouldn't it be fabulous to get that type of account? It would definitely be a feather in your cap. But wait, <laughs> there's a bigger story behind the final results, the, everything that a person sees, the, the kinds of gift baskets that you make. So let's talk about what has to be in place before you get such an account. Because when you get the account, if you don't have certain systems in place, everything is not going to go the way you need it to go. So let's talk about what you need to have in place before you get such a big account. Stay tuned. business where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. There is a dream within each of us, many of us, to work with the larger retailers. But working with smaller retailers is really nothing to sneeze at either. I had the opportunity to work with a card and gift shop that was in the town next to me. 
I remember taking some prototype gift baskets to them just to let them see what my design style was. And when the owner of the store saw the product, his immediate question was, how much is this gift? And I remember saying $75 and he said, oh, that's too much for us to sell here. And I had to tell him, look, I'm just showing you what I have. Uh, I'm showing you the kind of design style I have, not trying to sell you on this particular gift. So he said to me, okay, I have some clearance items over here. He showed me the clearance. It was dishes and cups and saucers, things like that. And he said, if you can make something out of this so that I take this off of clearance, that would be a great start. So I said, okay, let me see what is over here. Let me see what else you have in the store and I'll see what I can put together for you. This was two weeks before Mother's Day. And I took the teacups and saucers from clearance. The card and gift shop also had some... They had loose candies behind a counter, and I took a lot of the loose candies. I put the loose candies inside of the teacup and then wrapped the teacup and saucer together in cellophane, topping it with a small bow, and within days, I remember it was 77 cups and saucers. All of them had sold, and I, I called the, the retail shop to just find out within a week how were the sales going? And the I remember the person saying, oh, everything is gone. Can you make some more for us? So I was very pleased with that initiation of working with a smaller retailer. And that certainly would have given me the confidence to work with a larger retailer, which I've worked with Macy's and other retailers, but really not on the scale that we're talking about today, which is a really bigger scale that I believe that you it would be in, informative for you to know what it takes to work with very big stores. And before you get to making the gift baskets and everything that goes behind the, the curtain, so to speak, you really need to know how to, in a way, till the soil. You don't go from zero to 100, uh, thinking about cars and, and any kind of motor vehicles. You have to have a good foundation for your business to be able to work with any type of retailer, even the smaller retailer like I was talking about. Because when I took the 77 cups and saucers, I had to have a place to work with them. I couldn't work on my ironing board, which is where I had started. I finally graduated into a space where I could have, have space to make the gifts that I created for that card and gift shop and then deliver them back to them in a way that they could just put them on the shelf after tagging them with whatever price they were selling them at. at. And by the way, the, even though the cups and sauces came off of clearance, there was a, I remember it was a 70% discount on what wasn't moving. The card and gift shop was able to sell the small gifts at their normal price, so no longer a clearance price. It's important to have all of your back-end processes ready, all of your operations, your systems. If you're going to have to need a refrigerator, you need that. If you need a larger space to work with a bigger retailer, you need that. And there's certainly, it's certainly fine to be a person who works for yourself. You don't have any uh, outside accounts, except for some corporate accounts as they need gift baskets. 
But it's always nice to know what goes into the preparation of working with bigger stores because they're the same preparations go into expanding your business or making your business more efficient. That's always helpful. So let me give you some ideas of what you need to work with a bigger store. And this is not only for beginners, which eh, beginners, it, it's good for you to get the lay of the land with your own business. But it's, this is also good for larger gift basket designers. And when I say larger, I really mean more mature ones who have been in business for five years or more and maybe looking for a new challenge in the new year or in whatever month is upcoming. Because a lot of times you don't want to just stay where you are. You want to try out new things, such as what I just talked about with the card and gift shop. The first thing that you would be looking at to work with bigger stores is a facility as large as a football field. And yes, you need that kind of space because you're not only making the gift baskets or the gifts, you are also uh, you also need storage for the items as they're waiting to be delivered wherever they're going. I will always remember uh, work, uh, writing articles for a site called sweet101.com. And it's sweet, not like candy, but sweet like a room. And there was a person who asked a question, uh, a question that is similar to what I'm sharing with you. And that question had to do with how can I get my gift baskets into a Walmart? And I told her, the first thing is that you, you have to have a football field size facility because you're not just going to deliver your gift baskets to the local Walmart. You're going to be delivering them to a chain of Walmarts. Maybe it's the whole East Coast. Maybe it's all the Walmarts in the South region of the United States. Maybe it's going to be not only the U.S.-based Walmarts, but if Walmart is outside of the U.S., perhaps you are going to be delivering or making gift baskets for those Walmarts as well. So how many gift baskets do you think that is? It's going to be several football field sizes that you're going to need, but you at least need the main football field size kind of facility to make those items and to store them while they're waiting to be delivered wherever they need to go. You also have to think about the manufacturers and the wholesalers that are going to provide the inventory for you. You are going to need baskets and or containers. You're going to need food, shrink wrap, ribbon, where is all of this coming from? And you need a storage process to hold, as I said, not to only hold the designs until they're out for delivery to as many locations as they're going to. You need storage for all of the supplies and equipment that you're also going to need to put all of this, all of these products together. There are also going to be full-time and or part-time helpers. That means that you're not going to be an employer and you're going to need payroll. You're going to need insurance. You're going to need everything that's necessary to be an employer. Now, how are you going to find your staff and what are you going to pay them? Where are they going to eat lunch? It's not going to be the luncheon down the street. You need a facility for them to eat lunch. Where are they going to be taking their breaks, whether just a 15 minute break or a lavatory break? 
Where, where is all that going to be set up? Your staff are going to need masks. They're going to need hair covering supplies in case someone has long hair. The long hair cannot be in the gift baskets. So they're, go they're going to need gloves. They're going to need different types of equipment and supplies so that they don't have all of their DNA all over the gift baskets that are being made. So that's just the part-time helpers and the full-time helpers that I'm talking about. But there's a lot that goes into making sure that you have those types of employees. You have to know how you're going to pay these employees before you might get paid by the big retailer. That has to be part of your system, part of your operation before you start the process of having this particular type of account. You're going to, as I mentioned, have products come in from the manufacturers and wholesalers that you are using for this big project. Where is that garbage going to go? You're going to be unwrapping products. There's going to be plastic. There's going to be paper. You need some kind of disposal unit, the type that you see behind many types of stores where there's that big garbage can in the back. And I'm not talking about that round thing that's uh, with apartment buildings or maybe with, with single houses. You need a lot of room to, dis to dispose of garbage. As I mentioned about the employees and paying them, can you wait to be paid by the larger retailers? Larger retailers are not going to give you all of the money ahead of time to make the gifts and gift baskets. So you're going to have to be financed and funded in some kind of way to be able to move forward with this project and any other kind of large process that you have in mind and that you are, um, you are in agreement with a company to proceed. How are you going to handle returns? Uh, you do know that all of the gifts and gift baskets are not going to sell. Some is going to be returned to you. I recall quite a few years ago having to do with QVC, the online shopping channel. There was a candle company that sold quite a bit of their candles through QVC. They had an agreement with that company and when the returns came in, the company unfortunately went out of business because they weren't ready for not getting paid quickly by QVC because there is a lag time, but also handling the returns. There, there just was, the company just couldn't stay in business with all of that process, unfortunately. So you have to think about how you're going to handle returns if you're contract with such companies with a large retailer doesn't say that they keep the returns. <laughs> so you have to be ready for that. There's going to be a cutoff for delivering holiday gift baskets to the big retailer. And this is a big thing. The cutoff for delivering the baskets is going to be at least six months before that holiday occurs. So if you are creating Christmas gift baskets for a large retailer, you have to have those baskets ready at least six months before the holiday. That means that if you are making Christmas gift baskets, the product has to be ready and complete, ready for delivery at least by July before Christmas comes. So every detail must be in place before 
you put just one box of chocolates into the first basket. And that cutoff date is is a big deal to each of us uh, individual designers, people like you and me, because that's a a positive about the way we make gift baskets now, if you are a, a single, a sole entrepreneur, or even in a partnership. Part of what we sell to our customers is that our gift baskets are fresh. They weren't made six months, nine months before a, a holiday. So our products are nice and, and ready and crisp or savory or flavorful. That's a big deal to us. Not such a big deal to the bigger companies that still sell gift baskets. But we're talking about the big retailers and what they require so that you have an ongoing account with them. And there are other steps as well to determine before you agree to any type of project on this scale. You're going to either be asked about your cost, what it's going to, what costs you you uh, want from them, or the company is going to tell you what they're willing to pay. And both methods are just starting points in the negotiation, and hopefully you come to a decision that pleases both you and the retailer. If you don't, then you don't, because you have to make money, and the retailer certainly is going to make money. And you also, as I mentioned a bit, you need a contract, and that paper, that contract has to outline every detail about the project what it covers, the length of time, the the creation, the gift basket creation is going to take. There's going to be a lot more details. And if the retailer wants you to perform something outside of that contract agreement, that discussion then requires a brand new contract. It's not like a, a an a la carte kind of contract where in, in some businesses uh, you're hired to do a certain part of a business and all of a sudden the the contractor the, says to you, oh, can you do X extra for us? That used to happen to me when I was in temp work where uh, there was something about Microsoft Word or Excel and the person who was on payroll didn't know how to do X, Y, or Z. I happened to know how to do it. And I was asked, do you know how to do X? And I would say yes, because I did. And then, then the person, somebody at that job would ask me, well, can you do this for us? And I would say, oh, no, that's <laughs> that's not part of the scope of me being here typing and filing. That's all I'm here to do. So if you are asked to do something outside of a contract on this scale, you also have to say, well, that's not covered. That's not part of the scope of this contract. You are an independent contractor, and as that, It's important for you to notify the retailer if there are certain design elements that they want that are just not in their best interest. It's kind of like combining chocolates with fragrant candles. We don't do that for ourselves. And it's important for you to let a retailer know that that's not going to work for them either. And again, I, I mentioned contract requirements because that's what's needed within a contract. That meaning you need to tell the retailer in the contract that there may be certain elements that you're going to advise them against, and you need to tell them that right up front, again, in a contract. And that contract, that final contract, is going to be best handled by your attorney. So I can, I've just given you a few pointers, certainly not all the pointers, but this is something that an attorney is going to make sure that you are covered against. I know that you see the difference between dreaming of getting a contract with a large retailer and the actual process of making sure that you have everything 
set up to fulfill such a contract. You must make, you know, you, you have to make setting up all the operations and the systems your top priority because without that fine foundation, every, you're going to get cracks. Nothing is going to work out. So it, when you're ready to go for those huge accounts and the small ones as well, as I mentioned, I worked with a gift and card retailer. When you're ready to go and uh, pursue that kind of work, you have everything ready as part of your foundation to make the process between the two of you much easier. What do you think about this goal now if you've ever thought about it? It could st still be something that is on your list to pursue or it could be something you say, well, I'm going to scale back my ideas of working with a big retailer. I'm not going to give it up, but I need to have some systems in place first before I pursue that opportunity, which again is very open to you when and if you want to move forward with it. Well, that's it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for big store sales preparations you need to know. Next week, we're going to discuss another important topic that's going to elevate not only your income, but your, also your notoriety so that your income does increase. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success. <laughs>